Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, I am super excited to present a game designed by my good friends Sendelinaw and Phil Vecchione, who you might recognize from their show, Panda's Talking Games, or Senda for her sensational show, She's a Super Geek. Their game is called Turning Point, and it's a game about making major life decisions, allowing us to take a look at some of the things in life that we all have to face sometimes and play them out dramatically. Quick warning to some of our listeners, although this series doesn't go into super emotional places all the time, our game stars queer characters and we set it in the 80s, which means it's in the middle of the AIDS crisis. For some of you, this might be a real emotional journey, and I want to warn everyone to protect themselves. The next two weeks on One Shot might not be for you, or they might need to be something that you take slowly. Today, on the day this releases, the public playtest for Turning Point is going to be available. So if you like what you hear here, be sure to follow the link in our show notes to find out more. And if you want to know when this game comes out, you can head to bit.ly slash encoded news for updates. And I want to give a huge shout out to our guest editor, Victoria Rogers from the Broadswords. Thank you so much for all the work you did on these episodes, Victoria. Before we get to the show, I want to remind everybody that it is any season. And although One Shot and Campaign did not submit themselves for the Ennies this year, a couple of our affiliates did, and Asians Represent was nominated for Best Podcast. Folks, I am so excited for Daniel and Agatha. They work extremely hard to put out a really good show, and they could use your support. Please take the time to head over to any, that's E-N-N-I-E, dash awards dot com and click on the voting section. Head over to Best Podcast and give Asians Represent the number one spot. We've got some other friends up for that award, like She's a Super Geek. And while you're there, check out Best Game, because OneShot has featured almost all of the games up for the Best Game Award this year. Polls are closing soon, so show your support as quickly as you can. I can't tell you what it would mean to me to see a one-shot network program win an any. And no offense to certain friends, but I think there are a few people up for the award who have won it enough. And in the nature of good-spirited competition, I want to crush them. Finally, before we get to the show, I want to remind you that I wrote a new book. It's a guide to gameplay technique for role-playing games. It's packed with information for both GMs and players. You can pre-order it now by going to bit.ly slash ultimate gameplay, requesting it at a major retailer like Barnes & Noble, or heading to your favorite indie brick-and-mortar bookstore. Just ask for the Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide by James D'Amato. With all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. And first up, we've got a friend of the show. Rob, I'm trying to remember if we've had you on before. I believe so. I was on here to play Flying Circus. Yes, with that's Erica right. Chapel. I was like, yeah, it was a convention, but it wasn't Metatopia, and that's usually when I'm recording with people. It's Rob Abrazzato, everyone. Yay! Happy to be here, James. Again, thank you. I'm happy to have you back. For those who, who might not be familiar with you, are there any projects you'd like to plug? And if you feel like you don't have a project to plug, one-shot tradition is anything you need to get done around the house. You can sort of plug that. <laughs> All right. Well, aside from plugging my uh, load of dishes waiting for me when I get back yeah, home. Exactly. Uh, I always like to invite people to come check out the Gauntlet 
online RPG community, which is a uh, great, welcoming, inclusive community of online role players. They've got podcasts. They've got a zine. Really familiar. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> but what they also have is a is a packed calendar of online games that anybody can join. They serve time zones around the world, and uh, that, that's great. So, like a lot of people listening to games like this one uh, that want to go out and find those games, uh, Gauntlet Community is a great place to find those games. Absolutely, they can get more information at gauntlet-rpg.com or at gauntletrpg on Twitter. Rob, we're playing Turning Point this week, uh, which means we're about to play out a very difficult decision. I, I need to know, have you ever made a tough choice in life? Uh, I'm sure I've made many, but uh, one that really... Was it the 9 a.m. decision to wake <laughs> up and play this game? Well, considering, we, I know we haven't talked to the rest of our crew yet, but that was a very easy decision considering... Aww. Aww. <laughs> you. I think it's time to, to move on to someone who has no need to be kind to me. And that's Catherine Raman. Catherine. Hi, it's great to be here. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Uh, so Catherine's voice is, is new to our show and uh, new to me. Uh, Catherine was one of the people uh, that Avi sat me down and was like, this is a person you need to meet. At Metatopia. So I'm really happy to be, have the opportunity to play a game with you. I am too, and Avi is extremely kind. <laughs> oh, Avi uh, did that because you are currently working on a game, which means you're a game designer, and that means you might have some delicious plugs for me. Uh, I do. I'm working on a game called Red Carnations on a Black Grave, which is about the ill-fated Paris Commune of 1871. Uh, it's kind of fun, and there's a lot of neat relationships, and then uh, ha at least half the characters die in the end, so it's pretty... It's <laughs> It's fun. It's so like saying, tragedy, it, you know, fun. It's a feel-good game. It's amazing, actually. Just throwing that out there. Well, uh, if people wanted to find out more information about that game, where's the best place for them to look? Well, right now you can go to aviatrixgames.com, and you can also find me on Twitter at, at aviatrixgames. And there's also Facebook stuff, but... Those for, will get you there. For, for the dyslexics in the audience, me, uh, how would we spell aviatrix? That's an excellent question. A-V, like victory, I-A-T-R-I-X. Yes. X. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, please check that out. Um, and uh, our warm-up question. Have you ever made a tough decision that you want to talk about real quick? Uh, I once thought about moving across the country to live with someone, and we tried that for five weeks, and we loved each other, but that was not going to work. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Well, like anything, moving is the worst. Uh, moving with emotional stakes uh, has got to be super tough. Speaking of super tough things, our next person <laughs> that we're going to talk to... What was that transition? Is <laughs> You're a tough lady. I'm tough? I don't think so. I'm sitting here in a rainbow unicorn dress, and you're telling me that I'm tough. What's tougher than a panda talking about <laughs> Uh Senda, welcome back to One Shot. Or, wait, have mm -hmm. you been on? Okay. Yeah, good. dialects. That's it's been a right. while. Oh, yeah. boy. Right? <laughs> years and years. I don't remember anything. Thank God for you people to remember <laughs> things for me. 
Senda, something tells me that you might have some plugs. I maybe do, maybe just a couple. Yeah, so um, I am the co-host on She's a Super Geek, which is an actual play RPG podcast that highlights women as GMs. And you can check that out on Twitter Twitter at Podcast or at sasgeek.com. And I'm also co-host on this handy-dandy little show called Pandas Talking Games, which is where Phil and I, who you're about to meet next, uh, talk about GMing advice. And now we are doing a little bit of like explanatory? How would you define that? No, I think it's an actual play. It's an actual play now. Uh, I have two actual play shows now, I guess. (laughs) We still talk GMing advice, though, too. And outtakes. Oh, yeah. And there are some good outtakes. You want to be around for those outtakes. (laughs) They're like the best part of the show. Senda, have you ever made a tough decision? Yeah. So um, actually, about three years ago now, I decided to get a divorce. So that was one of those difficult decisions. Yeah, I can imagine being on the precipice of that one was tough, but I kind of feel like it worked out pretty well for you. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad we're on the other side of that choice. I agree. Our, our next guest is, is, is the co-designer alongside Senda for, for this game, and that is Phil Vecchione. Phil. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm going through second puberty. <laughs> uh, Phil, welcome yes. to One Shot. Yeah, thank you. This is great. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so glad to have you here. I think this is your first time on our show. This is my first time. Uh, well, not our first time podcasting together, though. You no, can no. check out our episode of Pandas Talking Games, <laughs> right. which has its own delightful outtakes. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, Phil, did you have any extra plugs? Because Senda did a really great job. Sure, I'll, I'll, do the couple things that, I'll do the couple things Senda didn't plug. Um, I am also a co-host on uh, the Misdirected Mark podcast which uh, streams live on Twitch at 8.45 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday. And uh, I'm co-host with Senda. I'm also one of the founding gnomes at uh, Gnome Stew. Uh, So you can catch me there writing uh, every now and then. And uh, I am... And if you catch him, he has to give you his gold. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Only in March. (laughs) And I am also uh, one of the partners at Encoded Designs. So you can see all the things that we're doing at EncodedDesigns.com. Yeah, and they've got lots of pretty cool games, uh, one of which we're about to see. Phil, have you ever faced a tough decision? I think I've faced, I've actually faced a bunch of them, uh, but the one that I'll talk about is leaving grad school. So I Whoa. was, I was uh, in the middle of my doctorate uh, in biochemical pharmacology and uh, just hated it and decided to uh, quit grad school without my PhD. Ah, and to join the lucrative world of game design. <laughs> I, took a, I took a pit stop in, uh, in IT, but yes. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and then I was done with that. No. Um, took a pit stop at the money well. Right. <laughs> but I did. some I, of that money first. <laughs> I did. It was actually a pretty hard decision to leave in the middle of my thesis, but I... Uh, did not enjoy it at all, so I uh, packed up and uh, moved into the IT sector. This is really funny. Uh, on the One Shot Network, we have like uh, three people at least that were very seriously involved in academia. One of them is still involved in academia, but two of them are like, "Yeah, I've been tempted away from that life," and some of them blamed me. James. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bring that up <laughs> because of the cool decision that we're going to be doing today. <laughs> Uh, and I think I should let you two introduce that subject to our audience. 
Uh, yeah, so Turning Point is what we're going to be playing today. It is a collaborative dramatic decision-making engine. And essentially the way that this game works and what we're going to play through is that um, we are all together, the five of us, going to make a single character who is facing a difficult decision in their life. We've already picked the decision that we're going to do for today, although there are we currently have four of these written and we're going to have lots more, right? So uh, the decision we're going to make today is called the dream job. So the decision confronting our character is whether they stay in their lucrative but soulless day job or leave that day job for their dream job, which might not be financially secure, and um, but they get to do the thing that gives them life. So that's the particular decision that we're going to play through today. We are going to start by creating a character together. And then once we have that character, we're going to play through five scenes. So we'll each set a scene in which we play that main character who's making the decision. During those scenes, someone else is going to play an NPC for us to have a conversation with. And then the other folks at the table are going to play the character's psyche. So the psyche is that those voices in your head who are saying sometimes even conflicting things about what's happening um, that basically are going to function to raise the stakes in the scene for us at specific points. So I'll just talk briefly about the scene structure. You can all see it on, on your character sheet for everyone who's listening uh, the way we're going to do a scene is that we'll pick from, we have a list of scenes. Somebody will pick the scene, decide what NPC they want to have the conversation with, and then one of us will offer to be that NPC. And then we'll start the scene by having the character open it up. So describe what's happening, where you are, and bring in the NPC. And then that conversation will go on for a little bit. And then the character will uh, have a reflection where they turn to the psyche to get additional feedback. Then they'll go through both points. So they'll just, through discussion, talk about the first point and the second point. Finally, there's a chance to reflect again with the psyche, and then uh, we'll vote. So the five of us, we have dice, one white one, one black one. We'll vote on which point we think the scene should end on. So we'll never, we'll never narrate to the ending. We'll stop, vote, and then after the vote, we'll close the scene by narrating how we think the scene ends uh, after we've made the decision. That's how we figure out which kind of emotions are more the most important for the character's decision. And then the way that we determine how emotionally impactful those, those emotions are, are by a pool of heart tokens that we have in the center of the table called heart strings. And the way that we select them is we recommend, uh, we call it ARC, which is acknowledgement, reaction, and connection. So acknowledgement means that if you just think the scene's going well, somebody's doing a good job, just reach over, take a heartstring and keep it in your hand. If you have any kind of visceral reaction during the scene, like somebody says something and you start to laugh or you gasp or you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they just said that, reach in, grab a heartstring. And if you have any kind of personal connection to any part of the scene, so you're in the middle of this discussion and you're like, wow, like this, like this has actually happened to me, grab a heartstring, hold on to your heartstrings in your hand, at the end of the scene, after we vote, we'll pass around a bag, collect all the heartstrings, and then Senda, who's going to be the first player, is going to record both the decision and the number of heartstrings that went with the decision. Ultimately, at the end of the game, we'll tally up how many heartstrings are on both sides, and that will actually lead us to our character's decision. In the actual dilemma, which is, do they stay in their terrible job or do they leave for their dream job? So we're leading up to that. So these scenes can take place anywhere in the timeline of this character's life. So it could be from when they were a child. It could be from more recently. We don't have to play them in order. So kind of whatever catches your fancy as you're going through, there will be some suggestions on the sheet, but you're not glued to them. They're just kind of there so that, you know, you have a starting point if nothing is jumping out at you, right? 
See, does that pretty much cover all of the mechanical stuff? I think so. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce this particular dilemma that we're playing through today. And this is just from the actual dilemma sheets. So our introduction goes like this. You have always done the safe thing. You studied in school, got good grades, volunteered your time, and did what was expected of you. You went to college, graduated, entered the workforce, and entered a long-term relationship. You found a career and became like everyone else around you. Work all week, home projects on the weekends, and resting on the couch watching TV in the evenings. You bought a house, cars, and racked up debt. It's all bland and suffocating. Inside of you is your true passion, the thing that you've been doing since you were a teen, the thing you were allowed to do when your homework was done but never let it interfere with your studies, the thing that you still do in the evenings after work or on the weekend. It is the thing that makes your soul sing, the thing that makes going to your job bearable. But lately, you've started to wonder if the day job is worth it. You began doing your research and realized that your passion can become a business. It won't be easy, it's very risky, but it would make your career satisfying for the first time. You sit down and tell your partner, who looks at you with skepticism. The two of you discuss what it would take to turn your passion into a business. They tell you that they love you, but they're unsure of this decision. They'll try their best to support you, whatever you choose. Now you're at a turning point, where you need to decide if, it's, if you stick with your safe and lucrative day job, which suffocates you each day, or give it all up and take the risk of starting a new business. The first thing that we do is we're going to talk about safety uh, at the table. Turning Point always uses three safety tools. The first one is the open door policy. So at any point, if the game just gets to be too much, feel free to uh, stand up, walk away, take a few minutes. If it becomes too much and you can't continue, it's perfectly fine. Your well-being is far more important than playing the game. The next one is lines and veils. So we like to use lines and veils to kind of set some boundaries in terms of things that we won't talk about and things that we will uh, just, you know, we'll veil over. Zero you in on that mic. Yep, absolutely. Satan, remember Satan. <laughs> I'm so scared right now. <laughs> keeps I, looking at me with this. I have to yell at him because he does, he does this. He goes, I'm talking about GMing advice. <laughs> I'm oh. over here. And I'm like, it's the Doppler. It's Doppler. Doppler GMing yes. advice. So we also do lines and veils, uh, which we can talk about some initial lines and veils right now. And then we can, after we've done the background questions, we can just quick check to see if there's any additional ones. The background questions will kind of frame up what we think the overall topic's going to be. Does anyone have any specific lines that they just do not like? I have something. Yeah. This is the first time we're introducing lines and veils as a safety mechanic on the One Shot Network. Oh, wow. So <laughs> uh, an explanation for our audience would be lovely. Absolutely. So lines and veils works like this. Um, things that you put down as lines are things that we are agreeing on as a table are not going to come up in this game at all. They are out, struck from the record. They don't exist in this game. Veils are things that can come up, but we're not going to show them on camera. So that's basically like, um, I always think of Margaret Weiss, I think it was, told a story about how she wrote sex scenes in Dragonlance. No, that's a really weird comparison, but where like they go into the room and then the next scene picks up with the, like they're putting on their boots, right? So we veil, that's veiling out whatever happened there. So when we say something is a line, it means we're agreeing doesn't come up at all. When we're saying it's a veil, we're saying it's okay if it happens in this story, but we don't want to experience it. So we can just assume that it happened and pick up from wherever it started and move on from there. For me, and I don't expect this to come up in this game, but I'll say it to get us started. I have a thing about needles. We're not going to talk about needles. This is one I usually have to talk about in, the, in a different dilemma that's about some medical stuff. 
but uh, just to throw something out there so we have an example. There goes this character's dream of becoming a piercing artist. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> it's just not happening. <laughs> Does anyone else have any other uh, lines or veils? And like I said, we'll come back to this after we do yeah. uh, the introduction. Right, let's, let's do the introduction to, to get us cooking. Okay. Absolutely. And then we'll... All right, I'll talk about the third safety tool that we use. Uh, the third safety tool we use is uh, adapted from the LARP community. It's called uh, the check-in. And uh, the way we do it, it's a visual thing, so it'll be a little harder for everyone uh, who's listening. Um, but the way we do it is that any time during the game, any one of us can ask everyone else how we're doing by just holding up the OK symbol. So are you OK? So that just asks if everybody's OK. And then there are four responses. So a thumbs up means I'm okay, and you can even make this more intense. Like I could, you can pile it on. I can take some more of this. Uh, if you hold your hand up, like a like almost like a stop, this is I'm okay, but slow down. So I'm okay at the intensity that we're playing at, but don't go any harder than um, than where we are. Uh, the next one is a thumbs down. I am not okay. Something's come up in the game. I'm not feeling okay about it. We'll stop the game have a conversation, figure how to go around whatever we've bumped into. And the last one is the hand wave, which is the, I don't know how I feel. Now we don't differentiate, we don't treat it any different than a thumbs down. So if you don't know how you feel, we're not plowing through to get to the other side of the game. We're gonna stop and we're gonna have a conversation and make sure everyone's safe. Not only, I said, you know, anyone can check by putting up an okay sign, anyone can use the other hand symbols at any time during the game. So if something comes up, much like an X card, you can just put your thumb down. Like, I'm not cool with how this is going down. You don't have to wait for somebody to ask how you're feeling. Although it is really nice because giving everybody the ability to do that okay means that if you are not confident at any point in the game that someone else is doing okay, you can get that confirmation. So we're looking for active consent to be in these scenes together and to have these emotions together, right? So the idea is we want to create a safe place for the feelings. <laughs> we're going to pick the setting for our game, and I'm going to suggest we usually default, and in this one uh, it's written in as well, that we default to a modern setting. We do have the ability for different dilemmas to play them in different times, but I'm just going to suggest that we, for ease of um, discussion, that we're just going to play in, in today's world. Is everybody okay with that? Well, I feel Now I feel like I've wasted all my research, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Let's do, let's make a compromise. We'll do Far Future Apocalypse, where <laughs> this person has a lucrative job as a person catcher. They catch people. <laughs> <laughs> The I like Phil's idea. The claw-like <laughs> hand gestures that we got from James in a really menacing way were... People. Very good, yeah. People. Good. Okay, so we're going to go modern? Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. going modern. Sounds good. I mean, it totally actually works with James' suggestion, but we'll, we'll go modern. <laughs> it could get interesting. It's the, the banal and suffocating world of people catching. <laughs> oh, it's so boring. Oh, no, it's more people. No, Hunting the, men. No, that's the dream job. The, like, oh. washing radioactive waste off of, like, off of rocks and stuff is, like... The, <laughs> no, they want to wash radioactive waste <laughs> yeah. rocks. They're so shiny. I've always wanted to be a rock washer. <laughs> I don't know why you couldn't be a can opener like your father. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't you bring up dad again. <laughs> this game's taken on a whole new life. Okay. Um, the other thing is we need a location. And we don't need a specific location as much as we just, uh, for purposes of this, Decide whether our character is in an urban environment, suburban environment, rural environment. I'm always a fan of the 
kind of paradoxically anonymizing force of the crowded city. Yeah, let, mm-hmm. let's 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 do a city. I mean, I was leaning towards the jungle, but <laughs> I think a, a city. Well, is good. I mean, Chicago is both, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> concrete jungle, city of a thousand stories, and broad shoulders. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna jump into some background questions just to kind of give us some ideas um, about who this person is and kind of the decision we're gonna play through. Um, and then we'll we'll do a little bit more specifics to give us some ideas of personality and stuff in a second once we have a general framework. So the first background question that we are going to ask is what is our passion? What is the thing that we want to do with our lives? My first thought was was painting. Yeah. Painting works. Yeah, yeah. painting's good. What kind yeah. of painting? Like, uh, like, not, and I'm not being like, is it walls? Like, you know, but <laughs> right. like, is it like murals? Is it um, tiny watercolors? Is it like, like, what is that thing? What's I don't mean to put you on oil, the spot. Right. Other I'm, people I'm picturing <laughs> something very textured, heavy oils. Yeah. What would be good? What does that represent? Well, right. Well, I'm so. And the paints would be expensive then. Yeah. Adds yeah. to it. Yeah. And I'm, so it makes me also envision like large canvases, which mm-hmm. are also expensive. And you have to okay. store. You have to store them. Mm, but yes. if you sell one, then it's worth a lot. But like. So yeah. maybe, maybe they enjoy portraiture, like the big kind of historical. Oh, like really detailed. Yeah. And it's, it's not a big market, but it's a. That, that's very specific. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Good. Yeah. We, are we all good with that? Does that yeah. seem engaging and interesting? Yeah, there's like government commission work that you can get out oh, of Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, seriously, like, that could be yeah. part of the business plan. That's the, that's yeah. the next dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do I take do this commission? Anyway, <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, good. Fair point. Okay, so that is actually the next question is how can you turn that into a business? So we might be talking about, like, there are governmental contracts for portraiture things and then also, like, personal... Commission mm-hmm. stuff? Is that kind of the route we'd be looking at? Mysterious yeah. rich benefactors. millionaires. Deranged millionaires. <laughs> That's totally my business plan is deranged millionaires. <laughs> it's on the PowerPoint. <laughs> I want you to paint Caesar entering Rome, except with my head on Caesar. So. <laughs> my head on Caesar and and I want I wanna have Jude Law's butt. <laughs> wow. But you're facing forward. I'll know. <laughs> I'll know if you painted it. Totally fair. <laughs> okay. A deranged me after all. Um, and so since in this particular setup, you are in a long-term relationship with a partner, mm-hmm. um, we also want to decide what that relationship is. So are we dating them for a long time? Are we married? What kind of relationship do we have with this person? I think the closer these ties, the better. Like, uh, you know, this is not this is not a relationship that, that's going to end due to financial hardships. Uh, you, you, will, you will endure them together, which makes this all the more difficult. Yeah. I like... I like long-term cohabitation because that leaves just, it's just a little easy for someone just to leave. Just in case. Just. Well, it's, maybe it's been like 10 years. Yeah, and there's significant entanglement. But. You've got a lot of cats together. And oh, gosh. <laughs> disentangling that is more right. impossible than Everything is, bank accounts marriage. are all together. Everything's together. So. Right, yeah. but it's still not But it's not legal like marriage. officially yeah, so. signed. yeah. That that is really interesting because yeah. then it's there is an element of like yeah there's a little extra tension there if, that way what if they leave right. yeah. yeah little 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 risk 
A little extra risk. Or a little more at stake, maybe. And of course, we could get political and just say, and they're not married because they couldn't be. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there is an extra element to that. We'll, we will make decisions about who this partner is and that sort of thing, which is... Anyway, um, so, and that ties into our next question, which is overall, how is your relationship with your partner? So do we think that this is solid? Have there been fights? What kind of, is it just sort of... I think it's better if it's solid because yeah. it makes it too easy if it's not solid. Right. Okay. And then what are some of the creature comforts that you and your partner and possible children, if you have them, have because of your job? Oof. Right? So this is the question. We have to decide multiple okay. elements, right? So I guess the first one is, are there children in this relationship? Well, I would because I live in a crowded urban jungle. I'm immediately going, "Oh, they have a nice apartment that they bought as right. a condo co-op, as a condo conversion when it was super cheap." Mm. Yep. And now, and now they have that. So, kids and cats, yeah, but they've got a but great apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, uh, like, is it like, they can afford it, but like property taxes are way oh, high. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. and like is the it? the building maintenance is way up, but they bought it so cheap when the neighborhood wasn't good, and they redid everything. In of there. course, so it, it yeah. is perfect. Is it the penthouse? No, I think just it's a it's in a, it's the neighborhood is good now. Yeah, it wasn't then. Yeah, it's yeah. super gentrified around them, and now it's like it would be a super desirable apartment. Mm -hmm. There are three poke places within walking distance, <laughs> and a baby store, and you know, and there's that coffee, that weird coffee place that they only do cold brew. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, cold, cold brew with different types of nitro. You didn't know that there was more than one type, but there is. There is. Um, would we also say something like this way they can afford to have a car and a parking space that oh, they have in the city? Yeah. Too? Sure, sure. Right? I mean, Which gives other them... cities than the, the urban jungle I live oh, in. Yeah. That's a thing. There's a creature comfort for you. They've got two parking spaces. They only have what? one car. The other parking space, they keep stuff there. And, oh, and then they have, like, guests can actually park when they come over. If they move some of the stuff. Right, yeah. if they plan for it, right? That's yeah. like when they got the space originally, they're like, yeah, it would be great for when guests come. And then more and more stuff slowly filled it up. Yeah. To the point where it's unthinkable. Not having that space it's is impossible. unthinkable, right. yes. Absolutely. All the cat toys. <laughs> the extra ones. Fantastic. Is there anything else that we think would be interesting as a stake in keeping this job? I would like there to be some sort of regular-ish activity that this couple does, like maybe maybe a shared hobby right. that is expensive. What about travel? Yeah, travel is always. I mean, this bad. person's an artist, so traveling, traveling like around Europe and other places, seeing all sorts of um, art. Um, what if they have a vacation? Oh, oh yes. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is starting to put them in an income bracket and class level that uh, makes them my enemy. But I kind of <laughs> I feel mean, like this is a this is a big thing that like it, it yeah. could it, be it could be a similar yeah. thing. Like they went in on some share in like a, an apartment in Montmartre when it was kind of still not that great and now it's like oh well now we have this little place in paris where yeah, three and, months and these, i guess these people are queer so it's fine it's fine it's fine that they're wealthy people <laughs> <laughs> you forgive them now they, okay. they've been forgiven i feel i've won here <laughs> <laughs> our wording is very specific to make sure that that's available <laughs> there, there is one more question we need to know what is our character's soulless job what does this character do for a living now advertising 
That is the most. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make it worse. Political advertising. Oh. Yikes. They help because the money, there's so much of it. There's so much. Do you remember that cartoon? The one, yeah, with the rabbit? Yeah, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that ad that made you want to throw a brick at your television? That was my firm. We did that. Right. Um, So now that we've kind of talked through um, what that background is going to look like, I want to jump back to lines and veils just for a second. And based on what we've laid out here, is there anything else that we feel like we want to add to that to make sure that we're all comfortable with the content? We can even come back to it again after we do more character building stuff, and that's fine too. I'm going to add one. I, I, I would like to just veil politics. Like, even though even though this character is part of a political advertising, it, that's we're not really going to talk about politics. It's just a background thing. No, that, that can that can be a nice. That's a nifty running gag anyway. Like, you remember that thing? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember that political thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember the time that you did that ad for candidate about issue? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time we did that that ad for that person we didn't really, we disliked? Hey, that that zoning ordinance change won with forty nine point four percent of the votes. So Don't bring up zoning ordinance to me. <laughs> yeah, good. Hey heroes, welcome to the mid-roll. I hope you're enjoying the show. I am currently visiting my family in Colorado, so I don't have a lot of time to record. I'm just going to read a bunch of Patreon backer names and make this super quick. Crystal Stevens, thank you so much. Amy Tombleson, thank you. Peridot Rose, thank you. Quentin Pongratz, thank you so much. Jonas Kaczynski, thank you. Trevor, thank you very much. John R. Sanderson, thank you so much. Mark Griffin, thank you. Ian Mitchell, thank you very much. Mark Christus, thank you so much, Mark. Andrew Sizemore, thank you. Hayden Mark Sutherland, thank you so much. Cole Minton, thank you very much. Jeffrey Goo, thank you. Christopher Cook, thank you so much. Megan LeMay, thank you. And Richard B. Chomph, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. You make everything that we do here at the network possible, including possibly getting an Annie for Asians Represent. I know I already said it at the top of the show, but I really would like it if you helped Daniel and Agatha out. They worked super hard for this. Anyway, I'm really excited because we've got a lot of super cool Patreon bonus content headed towards you soon. Uh, If you go on there now, you can hear me read a bunch of my old poetry from college. It's wildly embarrassing and something that you only get access to if you support us on Patreon. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Okay, we're going to move on to actually creating this specific character now that we kind of understand where they're coming from. So the first thing that we're going to do is give them uh, a name and an approximate age that we want to kind of play with, whatever's interesting to us. And um, gender and pronouns, which sometimes influence your name, so we can just sort of discuss this all as one and then mm-hmm. jot that stuff down. Anybody have any thoughts, interesting ideas, What something that seems interesting to play with? 
we're all just going to stare at Rob. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly. Hey, Rob, you want to save us on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, like to take a page from the fine folks at All My Fantasy Children, and we can roll to decide those things so that the character introduces themselves to us. I'm good with that. Ma- wow. Make some magic over there. You have Spicy. dice. Mine. So maybe a one, two, he, him, three, four, mm-hmm. she, her, well, no, five, we've, six, we've they, got them. Cis, trans, non-binary. So. Yep. Oh, and excellent. We also okay. Have pronouns because. Great. Yeah. White for pronouns, black for gender. Okay, you oh, got it. Yeah, look at Two you dice. being fancy. All right, so we have a they, them, non-binary. Ooh, that Alrighty. worked out. All right, so knowing that, does anyone have any name thoughts? Somebody did this to me the other night on a game online, and it was they went with Alex. I'm like, okay, that, that, yeah, that's fair. That, that's actually, that's a pretty flexible one. Or like Casey. Sam. Yeah. Sam's <laughs> good, yeah. What are we feeling? Tiberius. <laughs> <laughs> we were the deranged millionaire all along. I, they have a vacation home. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to text my friend to find out what the neuter form of Tiberius is. <laughs> well, I feel like it's Tiberius. Oh, <laughs> like they're, they're taking it back. Right. However it is. Are it's we going like, with Tiberius? You can't gender that for me. But no, no, obviously <laughs> not. We don't have to do that. You you throw out a bunch of reasonable names. <laughs> and I throw out a silly one. I like Alex. How old do we think that Alex is? I mean, 45. They, 45. Okay, yeah. They've got a vacation home. They have yeah. a vacation yeah. home. Like, they've been around long enough to amass all this stuff and get, you know, good neighborhoods. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also plays through the, the whole... Not that I know anything about this. Like, are you going to get this done Mid-life ever or crisis. what? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I know anything about that right now. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of a land rich, cash poor situation, right? Like it's not... It's not like they've amassed their fortune, right? They, it's it's like going they, to be difficult to make this transition. Yeah, into it's not new... like there's a lot of savings because I think it's right. sunk into things like vacation homes. Right, right. yeah. And so nice, it would be nice a transition and it yeah. would be a question of if you could maintain that stuff. I feel right. like yeah. they are in San Francisco. Yeah, they could be yeah, in San that Francisco. Sounds, that yeah, sounds totally, right. Yeah, right that, that, that makes complete sense. really yeah. expensive. Yep. 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 Yeah, but it, it could have been... In San Francisco, that second parking space is the vacation home. Right. The <laughs> yeah, these, pe- these people were right in Castro. So, like, they got that apartment when it was not as expensive. And yeah. now yep. it is... Yep. Outrageous. Yep. Yeah. More yeah. than gold. <laughs> That's actually interesting, too, because they would have been in college right at the end of the AIDS crisis, too. So that's a thing. Oh, yeah. We have two more things to talk through in terms of character creation. I'm going to just throw some sort of basic personality tag kind of stuff out, which is just things like, you know, when you meet this person, what do you think people's impression is of them? Like, do they have any habits at home? Like, how do they keep their house? That kind of stuff. Like, we'll just put two or three on here that are basic ideas about how we can portray this person to start off with. And we find that the characters evolve at the table into very strong characters. We just kind of need a starting point. And we're going to do a little bit more with that. So it's, it is a beginning point. I see them as really sharp, like sharp dressed, sharp fashion sense, really uh, a striking, a striking, striking fashionable yeah. appearance. A lot of care paid to that. I think just my impression about where we've gone so far, I think that they're a pretty logical but generally decisive individuals so i think that this decision is hard enough that it's taking them longer to mull through things but like as a general rule day to day they're pretty like 
yes, this is what it is, and they go. The, the image, that the phrase that keeps coming to my mind is dull-eyed intensity. It's like they're very intense, but they're, they have to be intense about a job they don't like. Yeah. So it's a certain kind of detached intensity. Sure. I think they have kind of a very refined sort of tastes. Like mm -hmm. uh, they're a Frasier character, you know? I think that's probably enough to get us started there. So the, the last thing that we're going to do, the last box on this sheet is personal gifts. So what we're going to do is we're going to go around and obviously something that you're comfortable with, take something of yourself and we're going to apply it to this character. So whether that's like my favorite food is chocolate or whether it's something deeper than that is totally up to you, whatever you're comfortable with. But basically we're going to all give a gift of something personal of ourselves to this character to give them more more depth and realism. I'll, I'll go ahead and add their grandfather was also a painter. Ooh. This is a little more than a wish than a gift, but I think they speak a couple of languages really well. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, to just ensure that this is that this, this this dilemma is given the weight it deserves, I think that they are very invested in their relationship with their partner. Mm -hmm. So I will say I think that they are an only child. Oh. They like to listen to audiobooks. Nice. Okay, so we're going to get into the, just the last parts of setup, and then we're going to move right into the scenes. Oh, yeah, we still need to determine armor class, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then encumbrance? Yes. Three oh, <laughs> so at the bottom of the sheet here, and I'm going to put this out on the table for everyone, is a list of suggested cast members for our scenes. Now, we're not held to these, but we are held to just either our, either our NPC will support the first point in any scene or the second point. Uh, and we'll talk about points in a second, but each, like, these are just suggestions. Feel free to create other characters, but these are just prompts to kind of give us ideas. When we pick an NPC, I'll take an index card, I'll write their relationship, their name, and which point they support, and we can reuse NPCs. So NPCs can come back in further scenes. When we're done playing, we'll just put the index card on the table. And then when somebody goes to play the NPC, you'll just pick up the index card and hold on to it until the end of your scene. All right, so leave that there. And then... Would you like to? Absolutely. So we're on to the part where we actually get to talk about setting up these scenes because we've made this fantastic character. So the actual issue that is troubling us, the two choices that our end decision is about, is pursuing your passion as your life's work versus keeping your passion as a hobby, right? So everything that is, everything that is a first point is going to support pursuing your passion as your life's work. Everything that is a second point is going to support keeping your passion as a hobby. Okay, so each of the scenes on the sheet, and I will just read them for the sake of audio because audio, each of the scenes on the sheet have two points that we'll basically be playing through as a discussion for that scene. So the first one on here is risk versus safety with a previous life decision. Then we have acceptance versus guilt for, for pursuing something when it would cause problems for you or someone else. Calm versus anxiety during a time when not having enough money caused problems. Perseverance versus weakness during a time when working on something was very difficult, and prepared versus unprepared during a time when you tried something new. So there's some example scenes and a little bit more information on this sheet. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to put it out here on the table, mm -hmm. um, and we can start with anybody who kind of feels like there's something that you might jump out at you. There's also some example scenes on here about how those scenes might go. So you'll pick a scene and tell us what it is. We'll put the two points on our play sheet there that has the hearts in the middle of it so that we know... Um, which points we're playing with to kind of keep that front and center as we go through the scene. 
and then we're going to introduce the scenes, set it up. As you start getting into it, it's usually, uh, I don't know, about three or five sentences in, you'll hit a point where we realize what the stakes of the scene are. We're like, oh, this is what this conversation is gonna be like and what it's gonna be about. And that's the point where we'll jump into that scene sequence that's on your play sheets here, where we'll jump to the reflection and then we'll kind of follow everything through from there. If we jump in and interrupt and help you out in terms of determining those points, it's only because we've been playing it a lot. So we know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're trying to pinpoint how to write it down so that people can figure it out. So let me, did I miss anything else? No, I think we're, uh, I think we're good. I think we're ready to let no, people just jump, jump in. in. Yeah, cool. All right. So this is our sheet of scenes. If there's anything on there that seems interesting to you. All right. Just to get things rolling, do we want to start with risk versus safety? Yeah, that seems easy enough. Okay. Who's, who is going to play Alex? Uh, I can start. So let me hand you the cast list. All right. Go ahead and take a look at the cast list and see Based on the conversation that you want to have, what you think, what, what NPC would be a good addition? All right. So we're going to be starting by describing a scene where we'll have to encounter a decision where we choose between risk and safety. So looking at this cast list, it seems like a friend with the same passion who tried and failed at turning it into a business might be a good mm -hmm. conversation to have. Who do you think that friend is? Oh, that is... My friend Paolo, I don't work with, but I think that we went to art school together. Oh, yeah. Long before we then split off into our separate day jobs. So is, is Paolo, did they just, from school, they went directly into painting and it just didn't work out? Or did they, not too long ago, leave a similarly comfortable situation? Yeah, I think that the latter seems yeah. more likely. I think maybe we're... Maybe he, Paolo is seeing that his attempt at this new business is failing and is asking us to come on board as a, as a partner oh. and we yeah. have to decide or whether to, so, oh yeah, that does seem. No, 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 I like this a lot. I'm going to throw this out there, see if this works for you too. What if he's asking us for money because he didn't make enough to pay his rent this month? Okay. Well, He's let's, asking for like a loan. Well, we can even have the offer as well because yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the offer could be ultimately the decision. We just won't necessarily make that. We can't make that decision. We can just. Yeah, we'll vote on it when we hit the end of the scene. Oh, we, we can't make the decision about if he takes him up on being partners. Yes, because that's our final Right. That's what, I, yeah. that's what I was thinking. So yeah, asking for money off. is actually a yeah. good. Is that a. So I'm, I'm kind of dropping out for a second. No, is good. that a risk versus safety thing though? Like, are we risking anything? That's a good point. Right. Yeah. So part of, like, uh, part of what's on here is so like, um, oh yeah, that's not us taking a risk really. Hmm. Right. Okay. Um, it's also easy to do things like um, we could back up to like some sort of travel situation since we've established that they travel. Wait, so risk could be financial risk, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, Paolo wants to uh, buy into a gallery space. Uh. And he thinks it's a good opportunity because it'll be a great place to exhibit work. And like, oh, Alex, you can show stuff too there if you're in. You know, it's a good investment, but it's a significant outlay of cash. Right. Um, good. I think that that's, that seems good to me. All right. So who would like to play Paolo? Oh, I can play Paolo. Fantastic. So then Rob is going to set up the scene as in like where you guys are how you're getting there, like what this conversation is going to be. Um, and then you can jump into it. 
when you feel like you kind of understand what the conversation is going to be like, then you're going to take a pause. And Catherine and Phil and I are going to be your psyche. <laughs> so just a quick note, um, we'll be drawing heartstrings during the scene, but we know that um, the people who play the character in the NPC often can't manage both the scene and drawing heartstrings. So we'll provide a few moments at the end of the scene for you to draw up some hearts. The rest of us will just kind of be drawing continuously, but for you two, don't worry about grabbing them now. You can grab them at the end of your scene. All right. I think that the previous evening to when we're starting the scene, mm -hmm. you had given me a call and it'd been a long time probably since we've talked yeah. and like, Hey, let's catch up. You know, and I suggested we meet at a, some fancy place for dinner. And I think I suggested somewhere else in like a neighborhood that surprises you and like is also difficult to get to. Nice. Yeah. I'd like the scene to start basically at the, at the beginning of that meeting. Would yeah. you, by the time I'm getting to the restaurant, are you already there or would oh, I? Oh yeah, I've been first? waiting there. Okay. Alex appears at the door, scans the room, sees Paolo. Hey, good oh. to see you. It's been years. Yeah. Hugs and kisses. There's like the elaborate greeting of, of two two friends who were like, they're art school friends. So they knew each other with big personality attached to it as well. Right. Um, so, so there's a lot of that. And I think this does not come up until Paulo is like timed it to be your two glasses of wine deep. Oh. Because now you're, now you're actually Alex. You're not the corporate robot that wears Alex's skin. Right. So it's been the usual catch-up, kind of light banter up until now. How you been? Mm -hmm. That sort of thing? Yeah. Okay. So I bet you're curious about why we're eating here. It had crossed my mind, but, you know, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't pry. First of all, I've been meaning to try this restaurant. It's, it's a nice place, but I really like the location. Did you happen to know, I noticed the building across the street. Oh, yeah. It looked like it's seen better days, huh? A little... Uh, exactly. A little run down. Which means it is affordable. And I have been looking around for that because a couple friends of mine and myself uh, are looking to open up an art gallery. Wow. Oh, that's great. You're right? Right? Psyche! We should talk to the Psyche now. Okay. We know what the stakes are in the scene. Yeah, okay. Great. So now, now let's have a moment where um, Alex has that internal, like, how does Alex react to you saying that, Paolo? And mm -hmm. we're going to be your psyche reacting for you. Okay. So you can either ask us questions, there's some ideas on there to get us started, or we'll just start throwing things at you. Oh, I mean, I'd like to, but this is a really hard time to, I mean, there's no extra cash floating around. I mean, we could not take that trip to Rome. That's that's enough money for an investment. If 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 we're even being asked, but maybe we want to maybe we want to jump the gun and ask. Maybe we want to oh, get in. Whoa! whoa. Yeah. What if he doesn't think you're good enough? What if he's not even asking you? What if he's just brought you here to show off that he's going to start a gallery? Oh, maybe then maybe I should offer. Wait, I want to go back to this missing the Rome trip. Are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been to Rome two other times. No, but it's my favorite. But they're doing the they're doing that entire you know annual thing there this year, and oh, and the 50th and anniversary. And Sam had their heart set on it too. Oh no! What will Sam say if you agree to this? Sam is a cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sam has to stop getting a say. <laughs> but James, Sam is so demanding. You're murdering our partner and turning him into a cat. <laughs> did we name the partner? No, we just did. Their name is Sam now. Oh, no, just, Sam is the cat. the cat. You have to think of another name. Fool. Okay, Casey. You, you know how Sam gets when we get away. You know how Sam gets when we leave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, he pees on the bed. <laughs> All right. He may... He, I, I'm going to offer, he may not have had that idea, but I, I got to know if, if he wanted me to be a part of this or not. What if he didn't? What if he thinks you're terrible? He's always thought you were terrible. His art was always better in art school. He's uncomfortable Oh, Paolo, that sounds amazing. It's like it's like what we used to talk about in art school. Exactly. It's exactly what we talked about. I hate all the stuffy galleries that are around, especially these days. We're finally opening a gallery that is uh, with a community of people who should actually be controlling a gallery. We, we can provide spaces for people. And that, that place, like, look at it. It's huge. It there's, is huge. There's so much wall space. And, and it's got an open floor plan. Walls can be built. Uh, after dinner, I have to walk you through. It's so, so exciting. Well, you know, I, I mean, even though I spend so much time at the office, you know I've been keeping up with my art, right? I mean... That's been well, something I've still... It's been too long since you've invited me over to take a look at what you've been working on. I, I, do you, have you taken any pictures? Oh, not... I mean, everything's... You know how it is. Everything's kind of halfway finished. I, I haven't gotten a complete... But I And I, I wouldn't want, want to put you through the experience. Like, it's always better to be there in person. But I'm excited to hear that. That's good. You always had, like, uh, the sort of sensibility that, like, you know, I, I, I want to see in, in the art world. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear you say that. Are you are you looking for more people to be a part of this gallery? Well, now, Alex, I I I don't I didn't come here to shake you down, but if you'd allow me to grab you by the ankles and see if anything comes out, uh, I would definitely <laughs> uh be open to the idea of you coming on board. I think most of the people who I've started this project with are very much of the artistic persuasion and not so much of the know how to run a business or familiar with an LLC persuasion. <laughs> and while I have that familiarity, um, I've spent a lot of it in the nonprofit sector and I thought, oh, you know who also has good artistic sensibility and is not in the nonprofit sector? My good friend Alex. That's true. That's true. Oh, I would really love to be a part of this. I I hope that I can I hope that I can make it work. You feel like it's a good place to vote? Um you have the option if you want to, you can check in with your psyche again to see how you're feeling about this conversation, or we can just vote your call. Okay, yeah, let's check in with the psyche again. <laughs> you like us being mean to you. <laughs> I mean, if there was a gallery where you could put your artwork you probably will be more motivated to finish some of those pieces. Absolutely. Yeah, but Paolo's always been really political. And is it going to be a good fit for our big historic murals? I mean... Oh, my God. This is so like you to get an opportunity like this. And the first thing you think of is featuring your own work. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, but, yes. But he just said that nobody else has any money. So is he just inviting you here after years and years as the money bags? 
He said he he said he valued my contributions. He wanted to them in the. He said he valued contributions, but he hasn't seen anything in ages. Oh, he was true. super beating around the bush about that. Oh, is Paolo the kind of guy who would take advantage of me like that? I don't know. I mean, what's more important to Paolo, art or friends? Hmm. All right, let's vote. <laughs> You horrible, horrible, horrible psyche. So just to just to make sure we're clear on the points, uh, risk is that you're going to accept the offer and invest in Paolo's uh, gallery. And safety is um, you got to play it safe. You, you can't spend the money. You need to just, you know, focus on what you already have. Yeah, we're going to take a minute to think about it. We're going to put the die that represents your choice in your hand. And then we will all vote together at the same time. I'm going to this point out that very uh, because decision. we're super early in the game, uh, I don't know what to choose, so I'm randomly picking. That's fine. This, I will say that this scene to me um, is very, like it didn't lean one way or the other, mm-hmm. so it's a very difficult choice. I, I think the scene will also be very setting yeah. uh, in terms of some other things that are going to happen in this narrative. Forward, yeah, how we feel this character sort of tends to react. Oh, I can't decide. Um, okay. Three, two, one. Wow. So it is uh, It is two for safety and three for risk. So if you want to conclude that scene with that resolution, knowing that the risk winning means that you are going to take him up on that, we can play out the last just couple seconds of that scene to have that moment. And then we'll pass the background and collect those heartstrings that we gathered during that scene. Well... Paolo, I would love to be a part of this. Oh, thank God. (laughs) If it wasn't going to be you, it was going to be Chen's mother, and she knows nothing. Then I'm glad it's me. Oh, I am too. I am too. I don't want to do one of those boring corporate galleries. This is so exciting. We can can finally put pieces in that are taking risks. That's, That's all I ever wanted. Well, then let's get another bottle of wine. Yeah, that's a brilliant conclusion. Okay, so we're going to pass this background. We're going to collect those heartstrings, put them in the bag. While Senda's doing that, I'm going to put the list of scenes back out and ask somebody to uh, to now take on the role of Alex. And I'll ask uh, James to hand me back Paolo's card. Paolo goes into and uh, onto the place place, and we, we may see Paolo again as we go along. Oops, sorry. I feel like this, this may or may not stay, but I just feel like there's this brief epilogue, not to tilt the future scenes, oh, no. but like... At the end of the evening, they're parting ways, leaving the restaurant, and Alex is walking away on their own, and suddenly it's like, you know, it's got that kind of bottle of wine grin, yeah. and then suddenly it's like, what am I going to tell Sam? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yup. That. You know what I don't like anymore? Ruins. Yeah. Rome. I'm not super into it anymore. Just say the name. Rome. Ooh, it's got a bad mouthfeel. Really it's something that trip. sounds so much more romantic. San Francisco. <laughs> so many syllables. Staycation. <laughs> I have an idea for scene. The problem is I'm having trouble mapping it onto because it could like fit literally every other box here. Yeah, that's that's well, fine. Uh, Which one are you the most interested in? I think that might be the issue. There's nothing calling I out. I think yeah. acceptance and guilt. Okay. I, and I think I want to see the scene where uh, where Sam and Alex oh. start talking. Oh, Maybe we're just going to follow right up with the scene. I don't know if it has to be immediately following, but uh, I think 
maybe it's like a little ways in and the the outlines of what this is going to look like have begun to emerge and it turns out like all such projects this is way bigger than anyone yeah. than they thought yeah. this way this, more expensive this is not just taking out a little equity loan on the house uh-huh. and and it, it's like oh well somebody's got to manage this and we're gonna have to you know schedule it and do media appearances yeah yeah so we're gonna say the npc is um is sam yeah uh, sam's the cat no <laughs> james <laughs> no i uh, so uh, sam is established you cannot change it 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 seems that i am pitching this scene so i guess i'm alex but i have some control over sam right because mm-hmm. i'm mentioning her okay cool i think that sam is uh is cis but she's uh pretty butch and non-conforming mm-hmm. uh but definitely identifies as cis so okay. this is what a did, what does sam do Ooh, she teaches she's a she's she works at a university Okay. I was going to say she's a professor. I'm like, she's an adjunct hoping to become an assistant yeah. professor. At, Give me that card. Significantly younger than us. Oh. We are in our 40s right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can be any age nowadays and be an adjunct professor. Oh, God. That's right. We live in a horrible hellscape. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> forgot. Never, there is never no forget, justice. James. <laughs> um, oh, that actually, but that actually could play in nicely. Like, there, it, She's on the verge of getting a tenure track. She's like in a tenure track position and she's close to the decision point. And like, that could be a thing where she like, I need, I need more time. I need you taking care of stuff. We have complete faith in Sam and Sam has been on this track so long that, that maybe she doesn't. Like, maybe she's like, no, I need, I need the safety net. And we're like, no, it's fine. You're going to be be a professor. You're going to be a professor. You're going to get tenure in like just a year. So it's only a year of questionability. Right. But got she's yeah. got to like write, she's got, she's working on another book. Yeah. And like, I, yep. she can't have all this distraction in her life. I think that's, yeah, let's I think do that's that. Good. Let's do that. What's okay. her uh, subject, her sphere? Oh, gosh. Oh, we did say that they had some shared interests. Maybe, maybe hers is either, maybe it's history. So it oh, kind of, yes. Kind okay. Of yeah. Yeah. She's a history yeah. professor. Yeah. It, border, nice. it, it borders Alex's interests, and so it's easy for them to travel together because they both get to see something uh, when they travel. Awesome. This is going to be the part where Kat's history knowledge just like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I almost feel like I should play Sam, and yeah. we should get but somebody else to play Alex. Now it has been wasted. Now the research I mean, is We there. could do that. It will come up later, I'm sure. You can be Sam okay. at some future point. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? This is, this is uh, an alternate history where all of us ignorant dummies just get to make up what history is. <laughs> you know history. Okay. I mean, I'm a history major. It just doesn't mean I remember anything. <laughs> you don't want to go to Rome, see all those lightning guns. <laughs> Audrey. <laughs> oh my goodness. One more airship. What's another? <laughs> okay, so to set the stakes, uh, the first point is acceptance. So obtaining this thing was worth the consequences. And ultimately, Alex is fine with making this decision, no matter what consequences came right. from it. Uh, and guilt is, uh, we still made the decision, but we feel really guilty like that we put everybody through this. That sounds about, yeah. Yeah. This seems like a good scene for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Should have voted already? Or... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how it's going to go. True. Yeah. You don't, you don't know. Don't... <laughs> play to find out, Rob. Yes. Find yes, out. Indeed. I think, 
Alex is coming home and Sam is got is working in their living room and she's got the you know the stack of books and the stack of papers and her laptop's open and you know maybe she's recording some notes on her phone and it's just yeah, complete her, her sleeves are rolled up whenever yeah. she rolls up her sleeves it's like I'm just go time. I don't know what point she's in the manuscript if she's writing it or if she's like in the middle of a 40 edit edits that came back from peer review or something yeah that one yeah that one yep Oh God! So, so we know also because of this relationship and how stable and healthy it is. This is the sort of thing that we need to bring up as soon as possible, and yep. the longer it gets put off, the worse. So, like, even yeah. though you got home, saw, oh no, the shirt sleeves are rolled up, they're in the zone. <laughs> yeah. But if we don't do this now, it's going to be an issue later. Yep. <laughs> it's one of those conversations. It, it is. It is at least tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's at least that second parking space. Maybe it's the trip to Rome. Okay, it it's the trip to oh, Rome. It's the trip to Rome. Yeah. yeah, it was a big trip. Cool. All right. Uh, who wants to play? You want to play? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Very good. Very good. Cool. Uh, so Alex comes home to their uh, their nice little uh, Victorian you know, in Castro and sees looks around and like I brought a tie. Awesome. Awesome. Can you um. Can you put it? Thanks, honey. It's really sweet of you. I just um. Do you, do you want me to go open a bottle or? I I can't I can't, I can't drink I can't drink tonight. Like I mean, okay. I'm I just um. Whew, I think in probably like one or two more hours, I'm gonna maybe have brain space to think about stuff again. But like, I gotta just keep moving. Like um, there's this whole section right here that they're really questioning where I came from and, and, and all of this stuff. I just, I need to really sit down and just clarify all of this. It's, um, it's fine. It's going to be fine. Oh. oh my God. This is the worst time to have this conversation. <laughs> oh my God. She's going to hate everything that we say. I can't believe we agreed to this. I can't believe we didn't even stop to think about it first. I mean, we probably should have talked to Sam before we told Paolo it was, we were on board. But, like, that ship has sailed. Like, we've already made a mess. How are we going to clean this up? Paolo, like, called the other people involved. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure Sam will understand. She's always been supportive and she knows what our art means to us I mean, she's always telling us to paint yeah she's always telling us to paint yeah like how stressed she is like she's not even touching her food yet like she seems so tense like i don't know is this the right time i mean we, we can't put this off look at those arms i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> we should focus on the important thing and like this this could be good news right you know we're building this up a lot we're building this up a lot we don't know that we even have a negative reaction yet yeah i mean if the gallery takes off i mean life's even easier that's true it could be what we both want right yeah yeah this is good this is good news we're, we're bringing good news all those political contexts it's going to be easy for us to monetize this it's just a couple donations here and there that's really all it's going to take uh, Sam. <laughs> um, honey, I know you're real busy, but um, I, I think I should talk to you about this right now. 
you know, you know, I we talked about how I'm I'm putting some some of the money into Paolo's gallery, and and that's going good. Um, the renovations are a little more extensive than uh, maybe we thought at first, uh. but. But no, we're we're gonna get we're raising some money for that. That that's I mean, there's gonna be a little extra. It's not. I mean, you 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 know how I feel about Paolo, right? Like, I mean, I think he just walked in here, and I think that he saw that you have a successful job, and he doesn't. And uh, well, I mean, look, Paolo and I were we went to art school, and and he's always been talented, but he's kind of scatterbrained, and I want to help with that, but. Uh, the the real problem is is that uh this is going to need a significantly higher personal commitment for me and i think i need to take our vacation time and use that to go down to la and meet with a lot of gallery people what? i know but, but but i mean we but we've been planning rooms for like it's been like but six months. We've been to Rome before. I mean, we've been to I, Athens. I know, but they're doing the festival. But, but if we do this right, then we can do the Biennial in Venice in a couple in in a year, and then and and I'll have a gallery that I can point people to. And maybe we can do Berlin. I mean, think of all the places we can go now that I'll be in this art thing. I'll have a gallery. Why did and- we say Berlin? <laughs> <laughs> Sam hates Berlin. <laughs> I forgot. That's because we're not thinking. Thought, we're not thinking clearly. I we've got it was one chance. We've got one chance. We've got one chance to have this conversation. We cannot say Berlin again. We cannot. Munich. It was Munich. Of course, it's Munich. <laughs> I hate Berlin. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know, but 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 maybe we could we could go to Munich and just do just do an appearance and I mean. So I mean, we've been talking about the historical significance of going to Rome because it is like it's the the bicentennial of of this festival, and and just I really wanted to see it this year, and you knew that that's what we've been planning this for so long. Oh God, it's part of her manuscript. Oh God. It's this part right here. I need to be there. Um, I'm, it's this part right here. They're questioning all of it. And if I'm not there in person, how am I going to be able to tell them that I've actually done this research? Well, how did we forget that? <laughs> that seems do large. You, <laughs> this do, could be a do big you know, deal. Do you know how Jack and Steve are always asking us about the parking space? If we sold them the parking space, then you could go to Rome and I could do the i could do some of the la visits on the weekends and and you know we'll just we'll have enough money to afford the hotel and you know i'm gonna have to go buy some stuff from them and i'm gonna have to meet people and we're gonna need investors and so i think sam turns around in her spinny chair that she's sitting in at the computer and just kind of puts her hands on your hands and says darling i love you I'm going to support whatever decision you make in this, but this is really important to me. I'm not really sure. Just make the right choice, okay? Oh, Jesus. I think wow. that's what Let's vote. Yeah, let's vote. Let's vote. Wow. All right, so just to remind everyone, <laughs> the first point, uh, which is the white die, is acceptance. So obtaining the thing was worth the consequences, and you're fine with it. The black die is guilt. Uh, you feel guilty about the consequences for obtaining the thing. 
This one was easier for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not random this time, James. No. <laughs> Three, two, one. Unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. Unanimously <laughs> guilty. Guilty. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. Guilty. <laughs> Trap door opens. Go ahead and go ahead and um, finish up the one. scene. <laughs> You can still make the decision. You're just going to feel real bad about it. Yeah. Um, well, if I if I don't do this, we're going to lose everything I've put in this. And I won't have another chance, Sam. So I, I have to do this. Okay. I understand. Like you stabbed me in the heart, Senda. Put another heart in the bag. Just put it in the bag. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah, 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 seriously. Send a tough one off. That was the post, oh, the, the oh, post scene heart string. That, that. All right, so while Senda uh, tallies those up and we redistribute the hearts out on the table, I'm going to put the uh, sheet list. Yeah, I've got one. Um, I would also just like to check in and see how everybody's doing. That was a pretty. Uh, I'm I'm definitely okay. All right, great. Thank you, everyone. It's so funny. I know how the okay check-in works, but every time somebody gives me the okay check-in, I always want to give it. Okay, good, perfect. Yeah. That's not how it works, (laughs) dummy. (laughs) If you give me that sign back, oh, why am I putting? We're lost in an infinitely recursive mirror series of (laughs) check-ins. So caring. Like, if you give me this sign back, I will also assume that you're okay. <laughs> well, heroes, that's it for one shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with more Turning Point next week. Like I said, I am away from the studio because I am visiting my family. So this is going to be a short outro. Please, please, please call your representatives. And I guess listen to Neo Scum. That's it. That's the outro. I love you. Goodbye. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at p-a-r-a-c-o-s-m-press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Attack!